0: Welcome to How to Eat Less Water, the podcast for anyone who's concerned about the state of our environment and wants to live more sustainably, but is short on either time, money, ideas, or all three. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez, author of the award-winning book, Eat Less Water, and a kitchen activist. I share bite-sized action steps anyone can implement in their kitchen. Why the kitchen? The average person eats between 500 to 1,300 gallons of virtual water every day. Our food is the best place to turn our hope for a better environment into action. Now, let's dig in and grow well-being together. I'm Fledencia Ramirez, and I'm the host of this podcast, How to Eat Less Water, and the author of the book, Eat Less Water, as well. And I'm so glad you're here with me. This is episode number 58, I believe, or 59. I don't know. It's been many now. And it has been a while since I've talked about the food aspect of this process, like Because if we don't have the language, a lot of what I'm doing is building vocabulary. Because I feel like if we don't have the vocabulary, how can we ask for things? So that's why in my book and also in this podcast, I talk about things like biodynamic and dry farmed and rotational grazing and a holistic manage, these are all the types of agricultural methods that we can align ourselves with to bring forth the positive change that I think we all want to see in the world, which is just a strong, vibrant environment that's in balance, it's healthy, clean rivers, forests that are thriving, clean air, nutritious All of these things that I think if you asked anybody, they would say yes, yes, yes to all of those things. But there's a gap between, yeah, I want this. And then how can I be part of the solution to make it happen? Right. And so this is why it's so fundamental. Like food is something that we all need on a daily basis. That's why it holds so much power to make a lot of destruction in the world, but it also holds the power to heal, to not only heal our bodies, as as um Dr. Maker Clark talked about in last week's um podcast. So if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to that one, it's fantastic. She's a a doctor in the Chicago area who really is working with the power of food as a way to heal our bodies. When you have the the privilege as I have to call her your doctor, when you sit with her, not only does she listen to you as we all wanna be listened to and acknowledged our own wisdom for our bodies and what we already know, but instead of walking away with a prescription, even though at times that's necessary and it's good to have that technology available, it's not the first thing that she goes to. She'll talk about the power of food, food as medicine. And that's what food has the ability to do for not just our bodies, but also the planet, food as medicine. And that's why I find myself in the kitchen and my activism is emerging through the kitchen. I wanted just to, to dial back a little bit and just give some fundamentals for words so for vocabulary. And I realize that I haven't even gone through kind of the basic, which is organic. Why organic? Because I talk about organic food and what does that mean exactly? and can you trust the organic label? So organic is a third party certification like you know USD organic and there are other, third-party certifications that you'll see on food labels. And what it does is it verifies organic on your behalf. And what does that mean? So there's guidelines that need to be followed for you to get that certification, which includes no antibiotics, no growth hormones, no pesticides or chemicals, no petroleum-based fertilizers, and all of those things utilized in conventional farming, they harm the soil and eventually diminish the capacity of that soil to hold water. And so for me, who's very interested in how can I participate in the solution to save water on this planet, I'm always looking for ways to save water because the experts are telling us that by 2030, Half the world's population will not have enough water. It's called water scarcity. And right now, today, a billion people don't have water. So if you and I are eating 500 to 1,300 gallons of water every day, virtual water, then it makes sense that we pay attention to food. And so then the question becomes, well, what kind of food can I Can I buy? You know, that's really all this work that I've done around eat less water emerged from one question, is which is, can I as one person make an impact on water systems around the world with what I eat? And the answer I've learned over and over again is yes. Yes, 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 we can make a difference. And our individual choices merge into a powerful collective. Organic food, for me, If I look at it from Better and Best, it is the guidelines provide a structure that you can at least know that there's not growth hormones and antibiotics fed to animals, chemicals being used, which is not good for soil. And there's not chemicals being used, not petroleum-based fertilizers, which isn't good for soil. When we purchase something that has that symbol, we know that somebody has verified that farm or food producer is following those guidelines. This becomes less important to me when I'm at a farmer's market and the farmer standing or a representative of the farmer is standing right in front of me. And then I can ask those questions. The USDA organic certification is important in the aisles of a grocery store when nobody is there for me to Ask the questions, right? But if I'm at a farmer's market, and this is why another reason why farmer's markets are important is because you can ask those questions. And they'll either tell you yes or no. And so one of the questions I'll ask is, do you use pesticides? And because many of those small scale farms are not certified, but they'll tell you that they're pesticide free. Next, I'll ask, are you using petroleum-based patro- fertilizers on your farm? If they're the farmer, they'll know the answer. If they're a representative of the farmer, then they often won't know the answer, but they'll ask the question and get back to you. And you can make a decision at that point if you want to purchase food from them the following week. The good thing about this is that once you ask these questions, you don't have to ask them again. So at my farmer's market, I already have my go-to people who I've already asked these questions to. I don't have to go every week and do it. And then so instead, I ask the questions once I've made my decisions on which are the farms that I want to support because I feel like they're doing the best when it comes to implementing these farming techniques that I talk about on this podcast and also In my book. So there's the better and the best. And so sometimes it's better that I'm purchasing organic is better. Best is when they're really, when they're doing crop rotation, when they're using crop cover, when they're rotating their animals on paddocks or these different fenced in pastures that is called holistic manage or crop rotation. And that's the case too for chickens. And so those are the questions that I am asking when I go to the farmer's market that I can't ask when I'm at the grocery store. And sometimes the labels will tell me eggs seem to be on the forefront of giving that type of information to consumers at the grocery store. The other types of foods still hasn't quite caught up to that. Organic is important because remember, soil that's been treated with chemicals whether it's petroleum based fertilizers or it's pesticides or fungicides, that soil then cannot hold as much water as soil that hasn't been treated. And instead the farmer is spending time to build that microbiology in the soil. So that's what it comes down to. Soil that's been treated cannot hold water. In fact, organic soil alive with microbiology can hold water up to a thousand times times more. So when we look at our our fields, that is part of the solution. Those are our dams, really. We don't need to build dams. We just need to build soil so that our soil can have the capacity to hold water and it's not our crops aren't thirsty and requiring so much more water to grow, for example, a field of lettuce that's been sprayed and it's been treated with petroleum-based fertilizers. And so that Lettuce is going to be thirstier and require more water from either groundwater supplies or rivers and dams, the things that are diminishing faster than it's being replenished, versus a lettuce field that the farmer is being really intentional using organic agricultural practices and building that soil. Their crop of lettuce is not as thirsty. That is the difference between an organic label. And it does get audited as well, because there there will be chemical drift. If you're a farm and you're, say, here where I live in Oxnard, where there's an organic farm right next to a conventional farm or crop, and so there will be some drift. There's no way around it, really. There is some allowances by the USDA organic certification for pesticide residue from chemical drift and but it's very small. The pesticide residue is up to 5% of the EPA tolerance level and 5% of organic food producers are tested on an annual basis for residue. So they have to stay within that particular range and if it goes at, if it's outside that range then they lose their certification. And to put it into perspective, the USDA organic certification audit rates are five times higher than the number of households and businesses audited by the IRS. So it does have a mechanism in there for enforcement, right, to make sure that if we are paying the extra for USDA organic food or some type of certified organic food, we want to be insured that we are getting what we pay for. So is local food the same as organic? Because we've seen the marketing stamp by local. And it is sometimes a stand-in for local sustainable agriculture that includes organic. So the original intent of local food was not to have large conventional farms just shifting a little of their product to sell locally and then using that marketing stamp of buy local. If you're buying local, really what you want is to buy local organic food. Because for example, where I live here in Oxnard, we are one of the bread baskets of the world. If you live in New York or even in Europe, you can, you potentially can have food that's grown just a few miles from where I'm sitting right now because we're exporting especially strawberries. We export strawberries around the world, but those strawberries are using chemicals. They're conventionally grown. So for me to say I'm going to go buy some local strawberries doesn't necessarily mean anything to me unless it is supporting local, sustainable, organic agriculture, right? That's what I'm looking for at the farmer's market. When I'm purchasing from the farmer's market, I am wanting to support the local economy, but I want to support the local organic farmers who really need our help and need our support so that they can do the work that they're doing because they truly are at the forefront of this movement to produce nutritious food that uses less water, food that's not polluting rivers, food that's uh, contributing to air pollution. So that's what I want to support. And I think that's what we all want to support when we purchase organic food. And that's why the organic label is so important when you don't have the farmer right in front of you to ask those questions. So I hope that was really helpful for you. I'm going to end it there. And thank you so much for joining me. And thank you for those of you who have been giving me some reviews. It's been really fantastic to have those reviews and the ratings. Some of you may know, but eat less water is being looked at as a show, as a docu series. So those kinds of things like ratings and Reviews do make a difference for others to see that people do care about this topic and want to know more about this topic. Thank you again so much for joining me. And please do not hesitate to reach out to me at info at eatlesswater dot com. That goes direct to me. And I will see any questions or comments that you have about this show or just the work that you're doing. So I want to hear about it. All right. Thank you again. There is power in the collective. Be well. Let's stay connected. Sign up for my newsletter and receive more tips in your inbox weekly and 15% off your first purchase at the Eat Less Water shop. You can also find me on your favorite social media space at Eat Less Water. Please remember to hit subscribe and leave a review. Even if it's only the star rating, because every one of them will increase the chances of other like-minded folks to find us. Thank you for joining me on this journey to eat less water. Together, we will write the story of well-being for this planet we have the privilege to call home. Meet you back here every Monday and Wednesday. There is power in the collective.